This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Harbor and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? Uh, I want to start out with uh, baseball today because I know how much you love the game of baseball. It's the only thing I think about. So... I know you didn't watch the conclusion of the Padres-Dodgers series clinching game on Saturday night. I did not. Because I'm going to guess you had much better things to do. However, I have nothing better to do on a Saturday night than watch the end of the Dodgers-Padres baseball game while my entire family was asleep in the house. Nice. So it was kind of cool because it was, you know, the Dodgers are the Goliath, right? The big brother, and they're beating up on, you know, they're rivals because they're just up down the street. And it's... And so San Diego beat them, which was kind of a pretty huge upset because mm-hmm. the Dodgers, I believe, had 111 wins, which is yeah, one they of the just, best they records just ever. We're doing so well during the season. Yeah. So um, in any event, at the conclusion of the game, and it was it was a really cool game. It was had a comeback and it had a lot of energy. And the San Diego fans haven't haven't really had this for a long time, so it's kind of cool. But the reason I bring this up is there was a video that surfaced on Twitter of a guy. And having been in San Diego a half a dozen times, I'm pretty familiar with the area around the ballpark. So it's a guy that's uh, taking video outside of his condominium, uh, I would say five or six blocks away from Petco Park, where the Padres play. And it captures when the final strike was thrown to end the Dodgers season. And you can hear the the roar from the crowd from this guy's condo. It was, and then you see all the fireworks and Mm. stuff. And it was about a, I would say, a 60-second uh, video clip. And it basically, the caption was, wait for it. Because there's about sure. 15 seconds of, of nothing, and all of a sudden you see the... <sighs> it yeah. was so freaking cool. And it's one of the reasons I love sports. It's just little things like that where some dope's hanging out his window, shooting a video, and then all of a sudden it just goes viral. That's incredibly cool. I, I sometimes fear that the Russians are going to attack America. Okay. And then somebody, I'm going to be driving on the road, right? And then some militant Americans are going to grab me and say, how do I know you're not a Russian spy? And I'll say, I don't know how to prove it. And they're going to say, who won the World Series? And I'm going to say... Got no clue. Um, who was in the World Series? I have no clue. The Yankees. Who was yes. <laughs> You'll just uh, maybe guess. the Yankees. I could maybe go back to the Twins wins. I could say, well, I know when the Twins won, it's, you know, how that used to be always be the thing, right? Yeah. Like in, in Germany, when they'd catch an American, American, they'd say, hey, who won the World Series? You'd kind of do it. But I have no idea. I can't tell you even if the, if the Twins aren't in it to win it. I don't know. You're I'm out. Just, You're I'm just, just I mean, out. and I like baseball. I don't yeah. hate baseball. It's just not my thing. And that's the other thing. Uh, yesterday, this made me feel so old. Yesterday was the 35th anniversary of Game One of the '87 oh, World Series. Oh yeah, I remember because they were right. showing yeah. the video of Dan Glad hitting the grand slam and stuff. And I thought, huh, I was nine yeah. back then. I remember watching that on TV. I yeah. begged my dad to let me because st- I yeah. I do recall. I believe it was a Saturday night, and. Um, I said, Dad, I got. Come on, it's. I got. He's like, you're, you're fine. Just, just sit down. We won't wake up, Mom. You just mm-hmm. watch the game. But it was, 35 years ago. It was just that's that's just crazy. In that's my super mind. sweet. I had a really fun. That was Saturday night. You had that. No. Yes. Okay. Yes. I had a super fun Sunday night. Can I tell you all about it? Please. So um, I had a really great Sunday. Worked and did some stuff and went to bed at about 10 o'clock, kind of early, but I knew I had a busy busy week. And at, at 11 o'clock, I get a call from my security company oh. because somebody had smashed a, a, our door at our Uptown store. 
right? So they, they smashed the glass. This and isn't it, the same one that got hit multiple times, yeah, is it? Yeah, it's it the is, same but one? you know, th- those things happen. Uptown's kind of in a better place, right? So I get this really great Minneapolis cop, and he says, hey, the glass in your front door is gone. We went through the, st- the store. No one's in here. Everything seems to be fine, right? But I have to go there. I have to get the place boarded up. So at about 1130, hop in my car, and as I'm driving there, the cop calls me back, and he says, hey, we, I may have to leave because a couple blocks south, there was just multiple shootings, and it sounds like some people got shot. Oh, wow. And I said, oh, okay. man, if you got to go, you got to go. And I, and I was driving there, and I'm coming from my t- side of town, St. Paul's side, to yep. Minneapolis. Yep. And um, I, I took you know 62 over, and I was coming down Lake Street, and I said, called him back out. I said, where, you know, hypothetically, where was the shooting? And he's like, well, where are you? And I'm like, driving down Lake to get to Hennepin. And he's like, yeah, it's right there. You're going to have to find a different oh, no. spot. And I thought, well, he was saying it. First of all, this cop was awesome. I mean, fun guy, yeah. great attitude. It's exactly the guy, if something was going bad, it's the guy who would be there to help you because sure, he's sure. to serve and protect. Yep. And if you're doing something wrong, you don't want to deal with this guy because he's going to stop you. Sure, right? He's going to exactly. catch you. That's the guy. Yep. He's, but he's super, super great personality. If every cop in Minneapolis was like that, it would be very efficient. So he tells me how to get there, and, and I get there, and he, he says, hey, they haven't called us away yet, even though we're two blocks from this multiple shooting, right? And he, he, he said, they haven't called us. They ha- it must be under control. So he sat there from 1130 till 230 in the morning wow. waiting with me to get this thing boarded up, and he was telling me stories and some of the most incredible Cop I stories. I mean, they were just great. But the best part of it is I go down and figure out how to check the security system. So I have it on my phone, too. It's a little gl- glitchy on my phone, but I can look at our camera systems from my phone. But so I get into the store, and I, I go down, and I'm with them, and we're looking through the security system. And sure enough, some uh, white guy with a green cap on a bicycle mm-hmm. came by, broke the window, walked into our store, and stole something, right? And what he stole was so perplexing and so odd, I almost want to just meet him to figure out figure what was going out on. Why he right? Took- so, of the thirty thousand things that we have at Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores, and Source, he literally just took one thing. Well, he took many of one thing, right? Okay. Multiple of just one okay. item. Okay, okay. Of all the things we carry in a hardware store, of all the things. Well, I'm thinking. I mean, my God, it's got to be a power tool or something. You know, a grill, something that that would he would fetch a decent buck on the on the black market, right? You think it would be power equipment because we carry. Not that I'm advocating. That no, but by you know, we means. carry power. Uh, we carry toros and we carry hand tools and power tools and all that super expensive stuff. We carry all that, but no. At 11.30 on a Sunday night, this doofus breaks our window, which is, breaks the window in the door, which is super frustrating, right? Kicks out the glass, comes in, and steals 50 packs of Pokemon cards. No. I could not believe it. Did it almost make you want to not sell Pokemon cards? Kind of, other than the fact that we sell literally hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of Pokemon cards. No kidding. It's one of the best-selling things we have in all the stores. Oh, wow. Right? It is, it's, it's so weird that it's kind of funny. But he did this. So I, I turned to the cop, and, I, and we're looking at each other, and he's like, well, that is a first. That is a one And I said, what, what is a guy going to do? Is he going to go stand outside the middle schools and say, hey, kid, I got a deal. Is that an eBay thing? I, I mean, is he going to eBay? Is it worth stealing 50 packs of Pokemon cards? What do they retail at? Four ninety nine a pack. Okay. So, I mean... Or is he going to open them all up, and if there's one that's super valuable... Are, is, is a Pokemon nerd... I have no idea. 
the guy that would kick in the window of a door, the glass of a door. Oh, thieves to go are in. brutal, man. They'll they won't stop at anything. But I will say because the, the and I, I know nothing about Pokemon cards. Yes. I know a little bit about baseball cards just because of my history with mm-hmm. them personally. But I know that. They are now going through a, a renaissance. They 100% are. And yep. I'm wondering if, if Pokemon is feeling that same way. Pokemon's been hot for the last few years. Okay. And when I'm saying we sell a lot of them, we sell hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of Pokemon cards. If you would oh, have wow. told me this five years ago, I've never looked at a Pokemon card, I don't know. People would actually, when we first started selling Pokemon cards, they would buy like our full display, 244 cards, packs of cards, go back, weigh them, and return all of the ones that weighed a certain weight because the cards that have certain holograms on them weigh a little bit more. So if you got a really specific scale, you wouldn't have to open the pack. You could just figure out that that pack is a little Had tiny a bit heavier. Card in it. So it would just, wow. it, and so they would try to return it. And we said, well, no, we're not taking back. You know, we don't know what you did to these, right? We, right. we couldn't, we, we just couldn't take back 240 packs and they, they keep the four packs that have the holograms in them, right? So we had to learn what, what, but it was so. Being a nerd is sophisticated. My man. God. I just, it was so, so weird to just, I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking around the store, I'm thinking, with grills. We have Toros, we have Makita's stuff, we have DeWalt stuff, and he comes in and goes right up to the front counter because he knows where they are yeah. and and doesn't even empty out the display. So if somebody knows, this is a this is a thing <laughs> that I'm going to try to do, right? This has big reach. This, oh, this absolutely. Thing. So if somebody lives in Uptown, and it's a, it's a guy with dark hair potentially, always wears a hoodie, has a green hat on, and he had silver, I think, Nikes. Okay. So Or gray Nikes, and a green, like an army green color hat, rides a bike, and if you know this dork, if you know him, <laughs> let me know because I'll let the cops know because the cops are like, we'll find him, right? Oh, if yeah. he's riding a bike, he's in town unless he goes and gets a different hat. But I just want to point this because fo- we have a great video of him. I mean, it's clear as day, right? <laughs> I want to find this guy and I want to sit him down, maybe buy him lunch and say, what? Why? What compelled you to do $1,000 in damage to the door, right? The glass is probably 1000 bucks. To get $100 worth of Pokemon cards. To get 250 bucks worth of Pokemon yeah. cards that maybe you could sell off for drug money for 50 bucks if you found the random person who wanted a Pokemon card. It was so, it made you think. It, I would have been kind of depressed at the end of that night, right? I would have been kind of depressed yeah. if it wasn't for this cop. Because this cop was like, I love people. I love Minneapolis, right? We have our problems. He was so positive about the world. And he says, I think Minneapolis is getting better. Getting better, and then his really? thing would say, you know, one dead on arrival. You know, like they're talking because this person that's died. That's where I was going to go next. Yeah. I don't know if you caught yesterday's show, but we spend a healthy amount talking about a video that surfaced from Rebecca Brandon, who we've had on the show. Yeah. Kind of a, not, a, yeah, I guess an investigative reporter, but she basically took several videos over the course of Saturday night and looped them together and just said, "Just another night in Minneapolis." And that oh. I had the exact opposite feeling of, well, Mike. In one of the videos that she took, it was across the street from where I bartended. Oh, really? And, I, yeah. and I'm and i thinking, because there was one where, the one really troubling one for me, because you're going to have fights and idiots all the time, mm-hmm. but the one where the cop is just trying to get people to get get out of here, yep. go home. Yep. You know, it's, yeah, just it's go closing home. Yeah. time. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I, I can't even believe Minneapolis gets anybody to want to be a police officer right now yeah because of stuff just like that yeah the, this guy uh, the, this cop and i don't want to use his name but he really sure. okay he started a month after george floyd oh wow i mean so just think of that that pressure so he hasn't been a cop for terribly long no but he sounds i mean i just can't tell you how he should be a spokesperson for minneapolis police because wow. he was just so nice such a good guy and the the adventures he's been on 
right? Just the, oh, yeah. the stories that he's told. It's like, oh, oh. But yeah, so that was my fun Sunday night. So nothing like starting the work week off, like going to bed, starting your work day at like the night before, right, at 11.30, <laughs> right, getting right. home at 3.30, not being able to go to bed and thinking, oh, this is going to be a really long Monday. Yes, yes, but, I, I, I get that. <laughs> so the love, we just know one thing. If this narrows down to one thing, the, the love of Pokemon runs super, super deep with it people. Does. Yep. So speaking of downtown Minneapolis, I caught this uh, today, and I got to be honest, this really bummed me out. Hmm. Uh Rock Bottom Brewery closes in downtown Minneapolis. I thought Rock Bottom had been closed for a long, long time. Well, this just surfaced today at 1109. Well, maybe here. Let's let's read and find out. I I, I guess then I was not aware of that. Rock Bottom Brewery, the state's oldest brew pub, quietly closed in downtown Minneapolis this week, located at 800 Hennepin Avenue. Everybody knows where Rock Bottom is. Uh, Burst under the scene because they were really the pioneers of the craft beer movement in and, Minneapolis. And, and years and years ago, right? Uh, nearly 30 years ago, as the brew pub's second location, the first was in Denver. There were more than 40 locations in its heyday, but now they are down to only 16 listed on their website. The restaurant, especially popular among theater goers, was ahead of its time. That's what I just said. Sorry about that. Uh, by brewing craft beer on site to pair with its menu of burgers, sandwiches, and other familiar bar fare. Rock Bottom is owned by SPB Hospitality, which also counts Old Chicago uh, among its holdings. Due to circumstances beyond our control, according to their website. Mm-hmm. Due to circumstances beyond our control, we cannot operate a restaurant slash bar in our current resident building of 700 Hennepin Avenue, to which we have no alternative but to close. We understand the inconvenience to you and what this may cause, and thank you for your patronage. Here's why it bums me out. Number one, they were kind of the on the forefront of the craft beer movement, I can't tell you how many different events I did inside of that place. And every time I went there, whether it was, um, and it was a popular spot for me to meet up before a Twins game, but, you know, back when I had a social life and went to a lot of Twins games, <laughs> because I always parked at that ramp that's adjacent uh, down the street there, adjacent to the St. Thomas building. Yeah. Because that was the best hidden gem for Twins games because it was underground, so it was climate controlled. And no one ever used it. It was yeah. fantastic. Is that the that 211 one. LaSalle? Uh, Something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And it's connected. Remember the Palomino, which was ab- above oh, sure. it? Absolutely. Then it became Crave, and I assume Crave is still open. I don't even know if Crave yeah. is still open. But yeah, that was a fun. I remember going in there, and uh, I was in there with some buddies. And uh, again, my Indian friends. I have a yep. group of Indian friends. And some guy made a super derogatory Indian comment to one oh, of my buddies. Wow. Like, not a kind one, like a super derogatory. And my buddy looked at him and, and just said, you know, you got that one. Like, I'm going to give you that one. Right? No more. That's it. <laughs> right. right. And then one of my other Indian buddies comes up and I said, wow, I can't believe that that guy said that. And he said, what? What did he say? And I, I proceeded to tell him what he said. And he blew the top of his head off and went after this guy as hard as you could go oh, after a wow. guy. So my one buddy was kind of calm, right? Who yep. was the guy who had actually received the indignant comment. And then when we told the other buddy, who probably was a little gassed up, when he heard it, he's like, I'm going to go kill him. Excuse me as I go kill him. And he went. And I was like, oh, great. We're fighting it. And this was probably in 1995 or seven right. or something like that. It was a long time ago. So Statute of limitations. The reason gone. that I wanted to bring this up mostly was because it just it makes me sad because I hate seeing you know, what's going on right now. And I know you're, you are Mr. Positive about this and I'm Mr. Negative about this because, you know, I had so many great fond memories of either going out in downtown or working downtown over the course of the years that I've lived in Minneapolis, that it's stuff like this that just, it just bums me out. And, And the reason I wanted to read this 
is because of the very first uh, comment that's on this. And normally the comments on newspaper articles, especially the Star Tribune, I don't have time for that. But this is an interesting take. Uh, it's from a guy by the name that goes by the name of Giant Burger. Downtown Minneapolis resident here. When it gets to that time early evening, you know, 5, 6 o'clock, I think about walking to a downtown restaurant. But 75%, I change my mind because I don't want to endure the sidewalk street harassment. So I say to myself, not worth it. So I either order takeout, drive to the suburbs, or don't eat at all. It makes me angry that Minneapolis can't be harassment-free like the other 30 worldwide cities I've been to the last three years. And that includes Miami. So I got news for you. Seattle's bad too, bud. <laughs> um, yes, these are the, these other places aren't perfect and have their issues. And people there too may ask me for money, but never uh, with threats like in Minneapolis. Mm. So I guess that's the part I'm getting at too because – the. That's the crap that bugs me more than anything else. Yes, the crime is an issue, but usually when it's crime, it's, for instance, the fighting I was alluding to in Rebecca's video. Yep, yep. Those are guys that either know each other or it's some type of drug deal that went bad yeah. or it's this guy hit on that guy's gal or whatever. But that one guy probably didn't pick some dude at random. But the harassment is being picked at random, and it's that's getting, the crap getting, that, yeah, that bugs me. It's tiring. It's, so yeah, that so yeah, I think Crave is still above you know rock bottom. Yep. But then so now when you go to the state theater, which is kind of all connected, right? Yep. So you you park in that one ramp, you go through, you pop right up, and you're oh there's rock bottom, and then I can go to Crave upstairs, and then I can walk right here to the state theater. I I don't even need to go out onto the sidewalk, and now that's just one thing less. That you can yep. go to, right? Yep. Now, uh, hopefully Crave sticks around. They know how to run things, so Crave can stick around. But, I mean, would you want to go to the state theater? Do you want to Do you want to no. go at 7 o'clock at night to nope. go see something, get out of there at, nope. at 10, 30, or 11? I do not. You'd have to park pretty close. I mean, Well, and that's why anybody that's ever spent one minute working in the service industry knows that you want all of these places to be open. Everyone thinks, oh, absolutely. they're all shut down. No, no, no. A healthy downtown scene is good for everybody everybody lifts all boats because right? that way oh this place is a little crowded well let's go to this place or oh man uh, bob's over here so let's go meet up with bob it, you know what i mean mm. that th th so when these places start to shut down because seven sushi closed what was that the summer when well they, they they closed reopened and then just closed again just announced like five days ago that they wow. were closing again so yeah. that's that's just not good for anybody, and, and obviously there's all sorts of different reasons. Whether it's whether it's crime related, economics related, yeah. whatever whatever the case might be, there's a lot of different reasons that these places choose to just say nope, can't do it anymore. Sorry. Well, when I think about seven, so I would bring my girls to a baseball game, yep. and we would go downtown, and I would go take them to seven, mm -hmm. and we would go to the rooftop, oh. and we'd eat a little. I can't fathom. Bringing them to seven nowadays, right? No. I mean, seven's closed now. But, I mean, I did that. And we were doing that early in the night, right? That wasn't like at 11 yeah, or 12. Yeah, you're doing it at 5.30. Well, maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe a little less later than that because we were going to a, a later game, right? A 7 sure. o'clock game. And sure. I didn't care if I showed up till, you know, whatever. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, I just think of all the things we used to do down there with my kids where I just had – I would have no thought whatsoever about going to seven with the kids. I right? remember this would have been – Two or three years ago, back when, you know, you still, it, well, it had to have been, it was before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was a beautiful summer night, and uh, I took the boy, I, I was going to take the boys to a Vikings preseason game because mom was out of town. We didn't have anything else to do. And we went to seven. Yep. And they weren't oh, going to have I sushi. Remember the story, yeah. But I remember there was a, there was a bachelorette party on the rooftop, and it was early. It was, like I said, 5 36 yeah. o'clock at night or whatever. And we were the only other people. And there might have been one couple having dinner. 
um, outside of me and my two boys and then this bachelorette party. And that's when I said, hey, Dad, can we take a picture? And then I sent it to my wife, and she said, "What the hell are you doing uh, with the boys at a bachelor party at seven? That's that's not funny." So well, yeah, you can totally you do that. Do. That's yeah, what you it, do. it it sucks seeing Minneapolis. I haven't been downtown. I was, I mean, I, I drove through my attorney's downtown, right? I've done a couple of things downtown, okay. but I haven't been out to eat in downtown Minneapolis in two plus years. And I would be really? a, a once a week guy. Oh in wow! Yeah, is or that at least, by choice? Just by no, by choice. I mean, I just haven't. Chosen to go there, right? Gotcha. It just—I mean, during COVID, that's totally different. If you take that time out, sure. but during this time of unrest, my brother, who basically lives right, you know, just yep. close to downtown, doesn't go downtown, wow. right? I mean, he just doesn't do it. And it's like, well, it used to be out in downtown every day. I mean, right. it's just—it's—it's it's really a really a sad thing. You hate to stand here and just watch a city just disintegrate, disintegrate, yep. just just be totally given to the lowest common denominator. And I—I—I I, I wish. That at some point in time, they would just do a curfew rule, and they'd go up to these because there is young kids sometimes downtown. Oh God, yes! I'm like, what are you doing out? You are 15 years old. It's midnight. I remember, you know? and this was the—I don't know if I've shared this publicly, but this was one of the saddest things. I was walking to my shift. This was, I think it was a spring night because it wasn't cold, but it wasn't really hot. Mm. And usually that, those are the nights you hate. If it's really, really hot out, those are the nights you don't want anything sure. to do with downtown because that's when the stuff really hits the fan. But in any event, I had parked my car. I was getting up. I usually have like a block or two block walk to, to get into the front door. And I see a young mother pushing a stroller. It's, it's 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And I'm seeing a young mother pushing a stroller with two of her kids. And I'm thinking, oh, well, that's. Mm-hmm. And then when I left. At 3.30 in the morning, oh, she's still I saw the same mother pushing a stroller yeah. with her two young kids, and I'm thinking, go home. If she has a home. That's right? true, but I, I, mean, I, I was guessing that she probably did. No one's doing that because they're thinking logically, right? No, it's you're gotta, right. It's got to be right. drugs. It's got to be... Um, but you think the cops would say, hey, what can we do to help you? Yeah. You can't be out here this well, late. I, I, how I took it, Mike, was... This was someone who was fulfilling her mother obligations, but still wanted to be part of the scene. That's oh, no. that's that's what I was took. she dressed up? Was she? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh, so yeah. this wasn't like a kind of a homeless. No 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 no. Thing. This was someone that just wanted to be downtown, but had to bring her kids with okay. her. Okay. And they were, and no one was going to let her in. In that sweet obviously. home, Alabama, they have that great line. Remember, Reith Witherspoon oh. looks at one of her friends yes. and says, "A baby." In a bar. <laughs> you brought a baby. You brought a baby in a bar. So back to baseball really quick. I'm wondering how Mike Fertiloni would have handled this situation. So last night, the Yankees were supposed to play, and I will not call them by their new name, but they were supposed to play Cleveland because mm-hmm. they have the dumbest new nickname ever. Yeah, is it the Guardians. The Guardians. Or yeah. It's so precious. <laughs> and so they were supposed to play Cleveland in a uh, winner moves on, loser goes home, game five. Well, unfortunately, Mother Nature didn't agree. They got rained out. They waited forever, um, and so they ended up having to play tonight. One little problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cleveland's hotel that they were at was booked. So were the rest of the hotels near and around the Bronx uh, Stadium that the Yankees play at. Think about that. That seems crazy. Well, what's going got, on? Oh, I, who knows? But oh. it's New York, so yeah. But I mean, there's also a lot of hotel rooms in New York. True, right? but I'm thinking, you don't just have the twenty 
six guys that are on the roster. You've got yeah. 15 coaches. You've 50 got over, 50 rooms. Or you've something. got yeah. trainers. You've got front office personnel. You've got meet. You got all sorts of people that just went. Oh, wait. Uh, we we have nowhere to stay. Yeah, and it's raining. What are we? Th- what the hell are we going to do? What are they going to do? Did they uh, obviously they found they, some spot? I'm going to guess they hopped on the train and just moved further out of town or something. You think I, they I, took the train. Is well, that what you think, probably, or did they? Well, they wouldn't get on. Maybe they got on a bus. Bus, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're probably not going to. Common folk, <laughs> let's take the train out to the Bronx. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I don't. Uh, that would be not great. You know, I was watching uh, how the Vikings travel, right? And they go in like a day early, or even if they have a home game, they stay in a hotel. Yep. Right. That's kind of interesting, right? So no matter what, you're staying in a hotel, and then they have like people sitting on the level. Like, so if someone leaves their door, they're like. Where are you going? <laughs> right? I mean, like, what do you think you're going to do? You got to stick around here. And There is a uh, hotel. Mm-hmm. How should I phrase this without getting anybody into trouble? There's a hotel that um, this company is nice enough to host the annual Christmas party at every year. You've been, you've been, been there, yeah. You've been to yeah. this uh, place. And um, it's also the hotel where... The visiting team when they play the Vikings would stay at. I don't know if okay. they still do because this was back in the Metrodome days sure. before they built the new stadium. And maybe they still do because yeah, it's a super a nice hotel. Yep, yep. Super nice hotel. And I'll never forget this. And I, I don't think you were with this group because it was a bunch of us that worked okay. here and our significant others. So we went down to the bar bar to go grab one more, mm. one more drink, right? And the ho- the hotel elevator for the you know the exclusive elevator yeah. that's on the one side, right. not for the you know meatheads like me that, sure. that booked a room with my wife. They're on the other side. Mm-hmm. There were no less than thirty eight girls just standing there, just standing there, yeah. right? And I, re- I'll never forget this. I'm not going to name the team. It was not the Vikings. It was their opponent. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget this. Guy comes down the elevator. Elevator opens. Ding. He goes. Mm, and he points. Oh no. I'm standing there with my wife, and she says. You have bleeping got to be kidding me. And I said, huh, that's how that works. And then they just got back on the elevator. And then five, ten minutes later, another guy comes down and mm, points. And I'm thinking, wait, what world is this? And do do you wonder then, do you wonder why those kids are screwed up? Oh, God. Why those gentlemen who play those sports are screwed up? Because they just pick what they want. Did you ever see the video of Dennis Rodman? This was on like Dennis Rodman's show where he has like some guy bring in 10 girls. He picks out five of the 10 girls, turns to the guy and says, you know, tells him which one. He says, thank you, ladies, so much for coming. Number three, number seven, number five, stay. <laughs> and what was weird is he picked, like, there was five African-American girls and five white girls. Sure. And he picked all the white girls. And some of the black girls were like, wait. What? No. What, wait, what, what's going on? <laughs> Dennis, like, you're our man. And I thought, how, what a, like, what is that girl thinking? Is she oh, thinking, know. I'm going to be the special one no, that not, he honey. loves. You're, I'm going to be the Giselle to his Tom Brady. You're, you're not all speaking of that. Do we oh, have to no. discuss? Well, when he lost his mind saying, I didn't leave my wife and kids to lose to Pittsburgh, <laughs> I mean, that did seem pretty poignant, right? Did he really say that? I think that's exact quote. He, I, he threw in the Effenheimer in there, too. Oh, because I saw him yelling yeah. at, at his uh, offensive line. I did not know that that was his actual yes. quote. Yeah, let me, let me See, look it up as well, you talk Because about when I, I, I might have seen something similar to that, I, I just took it as that's basically what said tweeterer was comprehending which all of us are saying the same thing it's you know we we get it he has 
Is that, would that be called buyer's remorse uh, at this well, point? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I think he'd be... Um, yeah, let's see if they... Oh, I can't play that video. That's not going to happen. Okay, well, it's quiet. That's okay. Let's see if they, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a pretty good quote, right? So, I mean, it's... Did you... Speaking of football, did you... You watch the Vikings game, I assume? Of course. So, the thing that was really making me happy, because the game was beyond unwatchable for m- most of the game, right? Yeah. Um, 100%. But the tweets circulating Miami Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel were absolutely terrific. And the one that got my attention the best was, you know, because he, he just had that South Beach douche look to him, right? Yeah. Got the the the, the Maui gym yeah, sunglasses. The glasses. And yeah, the yeah. I'm so smart. Look at me. But um, Randball, Mike Rand from the Star Tribune had the best tweet when he said, Mike McDaniel looks like he is late to meet someone about selling a boat. Yeah. <laughs> so it was things like that, and I was just chuckling because they were all over. Uh, and one one guy said, uh, Mike McDaniel looks like the guy that's about to get shot in Miami Vice. You know, th- things what, like that. Yeah, 100%. And I thought, oh, this is exactly why I love Twitter. What was kind of interesting is is the Vikings were on the sunny side. Yep. And he, so he was on the shade side. Mm-hmm. Hence... Why do you need the Why do you need the sunglasses? So he's just that guy. He's the he's the Corey Hart of wearing his sunglasses at night, right? He's, he is right. So that would have been a good one. You could have said, "What are you?" And is your brother in law Corey Hart, right? Like I, I know it wasn't night, but still, but it was, still, right? You're on um, the shady so side. So yeah. now I'm misquoting because he he might have said, "You're so much better than the way you're blanking playing," right? Okay. Uh, get your blank act together. So I I thought I heard something about. I left my family for this something, but I, I might maybe someone just no, superimposed you know that. In. I I do think I saw something like that as well. The, I just assumed that it was the, the the Twitter handle just basically saying that. And I didn't know Tom Brady had actually said oh, that. Oh, and, his and line. maybe he didn't. Maybe okay. I'm misquoting. But you know, I don't care if I misquote. He's so, Tom Brady's not going to call me up and say you misquoted me. Right. What are um, we going to do about that? So. I had a story, and I don't know whether I should bring this, because I've, I've been hanging on to this for a couple of weeks, and I always get queasy about including stories that include death, because, Ooh. you know, someone lost their life. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes it can be a little bit funny. Okay. <laughs> and okay. that's why I'm kind of toying, like, should I actually do this? Because some people don't like that, and I don't want to make anybody mad. Well, you're not being disrespectful to the dead, No, right? no. Oh, okay. God God rest her sweet soul. She's a very pretty girl. Um <laughs> This isn't Cindy D. Cups or whatever. No, 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 Okay, because no, no, if no, she's no. dead, no. if you don't so, know, look back in a, a couple of podcasts. A man was arrested. I forget where the dateline from this is. I believe it's in the UK. A man was arrested after a woman who was crushed to death by a wardrobe, meaning a dresser, yeah. doesn't regret trying to save her. Um, emergency service officers thanked him and told him to go back to his room. It was then when Wayne had a knock on his door from the police who said he was under arrest for murder. At the police station, they took DNA samples and told him he could get life in prison. Um, turns out she mistook the the dresser for a door. Okay. And, and that's she, and that's when it accidentally fell on and her. It, and it pulled that far down and, and landed on her and crushed her. Now Is this in a hotel, you said? It's in a hotel. So uh, you, someone's you, liable for that. That's a problem. If if a, oh yeah you're right and you if can't dr- just tip over a bureau should not tip over and kill somebody and you know what 
She always, my wife, she always would make fun of me because I was always paranoid about that happening when my boys were little. Yep. I'm yep. Like, well, no, I don't want them pulling on drawers because I, I want to hanging no. on them. Yeah. Because yep. that's what, ooh, that's, yep. well, I'm yep. paranoid about everything pretty yeah, much. I mean, that but, would make sense. Killing a little kid is one thing. But I, I yeah. couldn't figure out why he was all of a sudden a suspect. Hmm. It's not like he busted into her room and and threw it on her or tipped it over on her, but I guess oh, maybe kind of brilliant, right? If he <laughs> said, "Honey, come over here." No. You, so I, so he was a neighbor and he heard screaming. He was in the he was staying in the room next to her. I okay. believe I, I believe right. that that's what the case was. But well, that would be kind of shocking. I don't want to be really regret like bringing that. that up because now I feel bad about about making light of a poor woman's. Well, death. and you don't really know what I had happened. Trusted my instincts, right? You don't know what uh, it seems like. A lot of sadness there yeah yeah <laughs> you know you got to take those you got to take all the good stories with one bad one you got to work one bad story in. <laughs> i did just when i was getting ready to do show prep i came over here and just looked at some news sites nice and you just don't want to really read the news no right because it yes. just looks sad and one other thing too thank goodness i do not have to watch normal television because if i need to watch or am forced to watch another political ad I know. about either side. It's like, oh, how do we take this? Well, how do we do this? And the problem with the political—I I get it. You know, I'm in the broadcast business. Mm-hmm. I get that this is when TV stations make their it's, hay. It's 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 this when is they their can do it. Biggest yep. fundraiser ever. Yep. I get it. Our the the station that employs me is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I completely get it. The problem is. There isn't any other ad but polit- political mm. ads right now. And I, I've often wondered this, and I've, I've talked to many different people who work at many different television stations about this very thing. I have often wondered if you were the—and no, no TV, no local TV station would do this because they're not going to turn down the money. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how your ratings would be if you promised we are not going to run one single political ad. And I wonder, like, during news or whatever, I wonder how their ratings would be. Yeah. Seriously. Because I— I like to watch local news in the morning to kind of get a flavor of what's going on before I come in here to start doing show prep to, to do the show with Joe and Kenny and Rook and Johnny. But it's just the second they go to break, it's, nope, I'm out. I'm going to go find something it. else. You just can't do it. Well, and especially when I have two young boys and every other commercial is about abortion. And yeah. I don't want them to start asking me, hey, Dad, what is that? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to yeah, have that conversation yeah, yet. You just don't need to. They're too young. You don't They're need to explain for that. You know, yeah. And I, I, I don't think they need that. Yeah, um, and they are. There's some alarmingly harsh. All right. What, oh, what yeah. do you think of this? Um, the Angie Craig, where she oh, mistakenly God. said something. I don't. You know, it's I think it's are, kind of funny. Well, I played the clip on the show. Okay. And I just thought it was funny more than anything else. And of course, you know, everyone's making a big deal of it. Well, she obviously misspoke. So but, she said something like, "I will always side on the side of big pharma right. and never my constituents." Right. Something like that. Which she meant the opposite. And, but she was in the pharmacy business. She was in the medical business for like 25 years. I yep. mean, a long, long time. Yep. I think she misspoke. I, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Yep. But. I hope no one uses that in a campaign ad because I'd like to say that somebody has enough class to say, hey, that was an accident. This wasn't you saying like yes, the president be- saying I was a coal miner when I was a child. Because right. if we've learned one thing in politics, they're always willing to look past a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> so so they'll, so they'll run that against her all the time. 100%. It, and it, who knows? Um, are um, you ready for Mike Fratelloni's dad joke of the day? Yeah, absolutely. And I only am repeating this because I just saw it. It made me giggle. Got it. Five ants rented an apartment with another five ants and now they're 10 ants <laughs> i get see, it see, they're, they're see the only ants. problem with that joke is children would not know what a tenant is 
Oh, that's a good point. So you tell it, like, go tell that to your kids. They'll be like, what's a tent? I don't get it. What is yeah. that supposed to be, Dad? And then you'd have to say renter. And they're like, five well, tenants are a renter? I don't get it. Yeah. So that wouldn't work hardly at all. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a cool thing. We should try to find dad jokes that only adults could get. I am going to put you in charge yep. of that endeavor. Yeah, like um, <laughs> um, the, the guy who just kept yelling TP Wigwam, TP Wigwam, TP Wigwam. And someone came over and just slapped him and said, you're too tense. Get Hold it? On. A TP. Nicely done. You like Nicely that? Done. You get it? A TP and a wigwam. They're both tense. So they're too tense. See, kids wouldn't get that. Michael, thank you for everything. And I truly, truly mean it. Reavers, you are the best. Thank you very much. Please do us a favor. Rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to this. On whatever platform you happen to be listening to, we really appreciate it. And come back for more. That's Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden. Nope, nope. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. My name is Chris Reavers. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then. Cheers.